Hello, friends, and welcome to Dog Logical. I'm your host, Renee Rhodes, the owner and founder of R Plus Dogs, and I provide behavior and training consultation to clients all around the world. In my profession, I get asked the same questions time and time again. So I wanted to provide a resource for dog guardians where they could make sense of their dog's behavior. So alongside questions from real listeners, we'll tackle everything from dog myths to how to set you and your dog up for success. So thank you for joining me at Dog Logical, where your dog training questions get answered. Let's get started. Welcome to the second episode of the Dog Logical podcast. Today we'll be talking about enrichment. And before we get to the talk between Jenny and I, I just wanted to introduce the idea of enrichment, if it's something that you haven't heard of before. So enrichment is any innate behavior which an animal engages in, the allowance of that behavior, basically. For dogs, that is something like playing, it can be chewing, it can be digging, it can be using their nose. And as you imagine, some of these behaviors, they don't, they're not compatible with human life. So if your dog's chewing on your furniture, this probably isn't something you enjoy. Um, equally, if they're digging up your yard, a lot of people don't like that. But for dogs, they don't know any different. This is something that they enjoy doing. It's something that comes natural to them. So enrichment or mental stimulation provides that ability to do those behaviors. For me, with my dogs, enrichment involves things like enrichment toys, which we'll discuss in the conversation with Jenny, but also things like decompression or sniffaries. These are walks where my whole purpose is to go out and just let my dogs be dogs. If they get dirty, if they want to chew on sticks, if they want to run around, you know, if we meet up with other dogs and those dogs would like to be social with my dogs, I'm okay with that as long as everyone is having a good time. So this allows our dogs to be emotionally, mentally, and physically engaged. It allows them to have that full spectrum. You know, we focus a lot on things like veterinary care or nutrition for our dogs. Um, And this is another element, another layer. So enrichment goes hand in hand with training. And we cannot have one without the other. Modern life for our dogs can be quite boring. So when we introduce mental stimulation, a lot of these behavior problems that we sometimes see crop up, which aren't problems at all, but they may be perceived as problems. This allows for an outlet for these things. And when we provide our dogs with an outlet, especially things that are natural for them to do, this is quite a satisfying thing. During our conversation with Jenny, we'll talk about her and how she got started with Spot On. Her 14 animals, yes, I said 14. I thought I was busy with three, but Jenny definitely takes the cake on that one. She'll talk to us about her favorite enrichment toys and anything that she mentions, I'll put in the podcast episode notes so you can find those companies. Jenny also gives us some tips of things that we can do closer to home. With the current climate of COVID, we're all trying to do our part and stay isolated, but sometimes that can inhibit our dogs from doing things. 
So Jenny gives us some ideas and tips on things that we can do in our own backyards to help keep our dogs satisfied. I hope you enjoyed this conversation between Jenny and I. And if you have any questions about enrichment or just questions about training or behavior, you can ask me and be on our podcast. I'll put the link in the bio. Right. Hi, we have Jenny from Spot on Enrichment and Training Ideas here with us today to talk about mm, enrichment. Um, so Jenny, if you would introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you, how you got started and what you do. Okay, thank you. Um, it's an honor having been put on your podcast today. Um, my name is Jenny. Oh, okay. I'm from New England and I grew up with animals my entire life. My mom was also a dog trainer. And so it's been great growing up with animals and starting off that way. Um, we've always done things to enrich our animals' lives. Um, so that's been great. Um, from Spot on Enrichment and Training Ideas 101, which is on Facebook and also Instagram, um, where I like to post mainly my dogs trying out enrichments from other um, sources like busy noses and other puzzles that uh, they like to enjoy. And you do, I think I, I messaged you uh, a while ago and was like, how many dogs do you have? Because I think I think I saw like a lot of Dalmatians and then there were some some other dogs there. And I think you you said something like, I only have like a couple, but you have clients, dogs and things. So how many how many dogs do you have in your family? Right now um, we have five. I just um, brought another puppy into oh our gosh. home. <laughs> so right now it's up to five. Oh, wow. Can you tell us a little bit about them? Um, the oldest is Anakin. Um, he's just turned eight years old. Um, I got him from a Dalmatian rescue in Pennsylvania. And uh, he was from an abuse case. They had him locked in the crate um, his entire life until we were able to get him. And I have a, a deaf Dalmatian, Beethoven. And he's he just turned three on Christmas. And then we have Agent Mulder Moo. He will be two <laughs> in three days. Um, and then we have my husband's uh, PTSD service dog, Thorin. He's a pit bull that we adopted from a rescue in Massachusetts. And we just adopted mm -hmm. um, a puppy, Yorvik. He's a Siberian Husky Native American Indian dog mix. I'm so glad that you said that name because I was going to ask you how how to say that because I've looked at the name quite a few times and I'm 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 bad I butcher names all the time, but um Jorvik okay those are some really interesting how do you come up with the names for for your dogs they're just so I interesting. like different unique names Anakin is from Star Wars and mm. Beethoven because he's deaf I named him after the musician. Um, Thorn is from uh, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> and uh, Jorvik is from, um, my husband is playing uh, a game, and we played it together, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, so we got that name from there. And <laughs> yeah, it's so, so cute. For Agent Mulder Moo, I like uh, the X-Files, and he looks like a cow because he has a lot more black spots, so that's what jumbled his name, Agent Mulder Moo. <laughs> they're really cute I always um I always really like when people name their their dogs or their animals really interesting names um because I mean like 
no disrespect, but there's lots of like Lola's and daisies and stuff. So um, it's always interesting to hear a kind of a, a unique name, but also how that, you know, how that name came about. Um, okay. So, you know, I think especially with, you know, your dogs that have come from kind of neglected backgrounds and things like that, have you noticed that having enrichment in their lives helps them to kind of come out of their shell and in, improves their welfare? Yes, it has definitely been a huge part in building their confidence on um, being able to problem solve mm -hmm. and to engage in certain activities. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially with my own cases, we use a lot. I, I will tell clients, I'm going to say enrichment quite a lot. <laughs> I'm going to say mental stimulation quite a lot. Um, and I will sometimes, uh, you know, go back to it and say, I don't mean to harp on it, but mental stimulation. <laughs> How much are we doing? What are we doing? Um, it's just so, so important. Um, okay. So can you tell us a little bit about what the aim of Spot on Enrichment and Training Ideas 101? What was your kind of um, your theory behind creating it? And what did you hope to achieve? I want to create it because I noticed that a lot of people that I know or me have no idea what enrichment is in, uh, for, for your dog. So I want mm -hmm. to just show my dogs and share other people's um, ideas on enrichment and positive reinforcement training to help better their dog's lives. So my goal has just been to get that information out there and help educate people on that. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I've noticed, um, especially in the last year or so, there has been a real big push in, in the direction of people understanding or at least doing more enrichment with their dogs. When I first especially the area I'm in now when I first was doing consultations and stuff like that. Um, and I would say, you know, do you, do you know about enrichment? Have you heard the term before? And people would just kind of look a little bit blank and I would go through and explain. And I think now I'm having, I'm having less and less of those responses. Do you find oh, that yes, as well? Definitely. So I had uh, made an enrichment group too. And I was so shocked. Like it, within a week it, it had over a thousand people in it. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. People are actually reaching out and trying to do Okay. That's good. Yeah. That group is on Facebook, isn't it? It's the same name as the page as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, so on the kind of top of enrichment, what is what are your favorite mm -hmm. activities? What do you like to do with your your dogs, and what do you find with your clients and things you like to do? Um, I like to uh, mainly use puzzles. My dog's favorite is top favorite is busy noses. They love all of her puzzles that she makes, and that includes like the snuffle balls, and as you saw, the foraging frog with the tongue that comes out, and you can roll treats in it. Um, they like to take toys and uh, pull things out to, to get to the toys. Um, another new favorite that I like is uh, putting a canvas in a Ziploc bag for paint and then putting peanut butter or yogurt on the outside of the Ziploc bag and letting them lick it and it makes nice wall art for you. For you. <laughs> that is such a cute idea. Oh my goodness. I know my, I have two dogs. I don't know if you know anything about um, 
my dogs if you've seen them on social media and stuff but uh, I have one dog who's an older dog who um he's very gentle with everything like it's very rare for him to be quite um exuberant let's say <laughs> he has his moments but my shepherd would probably try to eat the canvas <laughs> he would just go straight for like the crunch but that is I think that is a really really cute idea have you put that on the uh, page no yet? we just did it a few last night I saw it in one of the other groups that I'm in I was like oh that's great and they love it yeah well, that is really, really cute. Um, is there anything else that you kind of like? Are there? Do you have any kind of go-to toys? Um, we usually just go for the uh, the busy noses way. But my oldest dog, Anakin, he absolutely loves doing dog parkour, and he loves like the body awareness <laughs> and being able to stretch and do exercises, and also foot pull. He loves those. Yeah. Snowball's great. I think it's one of those underrated toys. It's just, it has so many facets to it. Um, and it can be such a beneficial, but simple, simple tool to use with dogs. Um, we have one and it just, yeah, it's, I can't rave enough about it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the busy, busyness toys is, I thought those were really just very cute. Like some of these things are aesthetically pleasing, uh, pleasing to the human. And I think this is one of those that is a very useful and fun toy for the dog, but also just cute to look yeah. at. It's, I think I saw the frog one in it just kind of it had its tongue uncurled and the second that I saw it, I just thought that is adorable that is just like I kind of want that but I also know that my dogs would probably like indefinitely would would certainly rip it up I'm pretty sure he's he can be trained on most things to be gentle but I think for him he would just want to sink his teeth into that but they do have, I was looking at their their page earlier, and they do have a lot of really interesting and very, very cute, aesthetically pleasing um, toys on their page. So we're definitely going to give them a shout out um, and direct more people their yeah. way. Um, anything else that you want to Any toys that you kind of um, otherwise, do you use a lot of Kongs and stuff? Those kind of like harder rubber Yes, rubber I do toys? use a lot of Kongs and um. I usually like to put the Kongs like in other things, like the muffin tins too, to make it a little bit more challenging for them. Um, and they like doing that. Um, yes. And I, I don't know if you heard of the Bindi's bucket list. I see a lot of great ideas that I try from her. And uh, she had one for like an ice cream cone and I found the mold and were able to do that with, and put the Kong on top of it. And it was so cute and they loved it. Yeah, oh, that is, that is a really cute one. I did see that one. Again, I think it's one of those ones that is um, very aesthetically pleasing. Like there's lots of creations that she makes and you're like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think sometimes I have those creative moments where I make things and I'm like, oh, I'm really, you know, this is so cute and I love making it. And then other times I'm just like, let's get all this batch like done <laughs> in the freezer. It's, you know, I don't know if you have those moments where you're a little bit more creative than than other moments, but it is, it's, I think it sometimes it's getting the human involved, getting the human excited about what they're doing and what they're, you know, bringing for their, for their dog. Um, and then it's, I always say it's kind of a, a two-parter, like once I can get people started on enrichment and they see the benefits for their dog, that keeps them going. But sometimes you just have to give them that, that kind of boost, that little, you know, kind of the engine that could just to get them there a little bit. Um, 
And then it's almost like a self-fulfilling. They're like, oh, you know what? My, my dog's really enjoying this. Or, oh, you know, my dog has been less barky today or he's been sleeping more or, you know, and it's just like, wow, okay, that, that's enrichment. <laughs> Mental stimulation does that to you. It's a great thing. Um, okay. Yeah. So do you, um, with the training ideas and stuff, do you, what do you do as far as it more like the parkour and the body awareness? Yes. Or? I like to do a lot of that. And especially now with lockdown, I have children. So with like the balance pods and the um, balance beams and stuff. I like to incorporate my kids with the enrichment with the dogs to help teach them at a younger age how to interact with um, our dogs. So that's been a big help for them. But with the parkour, we start off using the, the um, smaller things too to get um, them to learn the cues, like pause up and everything. And it's just starting off slow to help them succeed better. That's such a great yeah aspect of that getting your getting your kids involved. Um, I know I have a lot of clients that contact me and and they want their their children to be involved. And before pre pre COVID, I was doing puppy classes where whole families would come and participate. And seeing the kids training the dogs and you know kind of starting them on that foundation level of this is how we interact with the dog and getting that training and that positive aspect into their mind and into the way that they interact with the dog is just really nice. So what are the ages of your, of your kids and how involved um, my are they? My just turned six and my oldest is about to be 11 and they love the dogs. They love being involved. And a lot of times with enrichment, I do use a lot of the kids stuff. Like as you can see in a lot of the pictures, like the caterpillar tunnel and the, the dome that's in the yard, that, that's yeah. my children's <laughs> playground, but I can also use it for the dogs too. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, kids. The the dogs are playing right now. Wait your turn. <laughs> I think it's nice. I, sometimes when I'm out with um, dogs that maybe have some issues outside or uh, some reactory issues, maybe towards other dogs, I see things like playgrounds and we do a little bit of confidence building there, you know, just like you described a little bit of paws up or, you know, jumping over things or maybe going under them. I think it's one of those that's again, a little bit understated is just using things in, in the environment that you have or simple things like that can be such great confidence boosters for dogs. Right, so the body, uh, body awareness stuff you were doing, there's a lot of tactile activities as well. So, so like your floor is usually covered in different types of um, like toys and materials. Is that something that your yes, dogs enjoy along with as well? Simulation. I like to do uh, sensory simulation as well. So, in the, um, they, my dogs have a bedroom. So, in their dog bedroom, um, it's a shag carpet, and I like to add the the sensory mats down, or um, even use, um, as you can see, like the blankets and other kind of material while they're using um, their puzzle enrichment toys. Yeah, nice. I did say they, they have a bed, don't they? And almost everything yes. has spots. <laughs> I have a bit of addiction. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very cute. But yeah, the bed, What? how that did the bed my, come along? Is it just used like, to be my youngest know? son's, but when he outgrew it, um, I painted it for the dogs. Oh, that's adorable. I find, um, like, I'll often recommend to people to use baby mattresses for big dogs. 
there's so much, you get them usually secondhand. They're so much cheaper. Um, but I, I never really thought about, oh, that's not true. I did, I did have a spare bedroom. Um, and I did have a bed and primarily the bed was for Nero. <laughs> it's my older dog, but I, I just said, oh, we just need a bed in that, in that room. But he did, I'm, I'm notorious for multiple beds. Like right now the dogs have oh about five six beds and my oldest dog um he likes you know he likes a lot of touch and things like that and so we have an ottoman actually set up next to the couch that's primarily his his that's his spot like nobody you know if we if the other dog like and goes into the spot we said oh are you being Nero um but they just have so many, so many beds and so many places to be. I just don't think dogs can be comfortable enough. They just need, mm -hmm. they need all the spaces. Do they, they use, use that, that bed? A I lot? also have a little dog sofa. I have two dog um, houses in their room with beds in it, but they all will cram onto the dog, uh, the toddler bed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also something a little bit about height as well. I think some dogs really enjoy, I know Nero really prefers being up with us on the same level. Um, but I think a little bit of height, sometimes we neglect that with our dogs. We kind of think of beds as like on the floor and, and stuff, but I think a little bit of height, sometimes dogs really, they really enjoy that. I really appreciate it. Okay. So I wanted to kind of have the podcast and think about ways that we could incorporate local. And we've already touched on some of those as well, but what would you say are kind of your, your top or your go-to tips for someone who is looking to do enrichment local to them? So either within their home or within their yard, um, what are your kind of go-tos or your advice for something um, like that? They're not able to get out uh, with the lockdown. I always suggest um, do-it-yourself enrichment, like your plastic cups, uh, fire pots. You can do like a sniff and search, um, making an obstacle course in your yard, your home, um, empty cardboard boxes and toilet paper rolls, the cow rolls, the empty egg cartons, all anything in your house could that's safe can be made into an enrichment. Yeah, completely. I often get some pictures and messages from clients and there'll be random pictures of, of just items and they'll, they'll send me, I've made this into this. And then there's another picture that comes through and I'm like, wow, like you've taken that and just, you know, made something completely different out of it. Something that your dog is going to really enjoy. But yes, I, I completely agree. I think um, DIY enrichment is, is such a great way to A, cut down on a lot of the waste. Because I know for me, like there's lots of times where I have boxes of things or just extra kind of packaging. Amazon is amazing for that. If, if anything comes from Amazon, it pretty much goes straight into the dog's pile because it's almost like yeah. ready-made enrichment. They overpackage everything. They, they have all of that paper and stuff and included. I'm like, thank you, Amazon, yet again. And another one that um is usually a go-to is scatter feeding. I'll try to do that in the yard or on their shag rug or under different um materials to just to change it up a bit for them. Yes, no, that is a good one as well. Very, very good. What would you say? Do you have a kind of routine with your dogs or I've met people where they have schedules and they, 
write down what each dog is kind of, how do you, how do you maintain some semblance of um, organization with five dogs? Um, we and, have and a, a routine usually like in the morning, um, I do bowl feed for them in the morning because they have supplements, um, but dinner time is always enriching time. And I try to uh, switch it up each day with, with each dog um, to have like an afternoon enrichment uh, and uh, before bed too, we do like a little bit enrichment and then chew time um, before bed for them. So it's, it's yes. What are your favorite chews? Do you have some some of your kind of go to uh, chews that you on like? Them. Um, we'll either make like a frozen one or um, chicken feet, uh, tracheas, uh, lamb horn is one of our favorites in the house. Um, bully sticks, and they also love the the yak chews as well. Yeah. Yes. No. We got. We got. I couldn't get like in too much into the yak chew at first, but then the I microwaved it. <laughs> And he was just, yeah, I think I did. I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but I did a, we gave it to him right before we were going to watch a movie and he was, and I was like, oh God, what have I done? We couldn't, the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie was just him. And I mean, when I say crunch, I mean, it was crunch. It was intense. Um, but, you know, he enjoyed himself. So never, never give one of those before a movie. Okay, so do you have any kind of things that you avoid with enrichment? So anything that you can think of that, you know, maybe sometimes people neglect or maybe they don't think of or what would you say is your kind of um, tips to kind of I avoid do, with um, enrichment? I've doing a lot of the do-yourself ones. So I'll use a lot of empty uh, plastic bottles or the empty peanut butter uh, jars and which has a, a plastic ring around it. And I always take that off because that can be such a, a danger for a dog. And people usually tend to forget to cut that off. And it's very important that that gets uh, removed from, from that before you build an enrichment with your dog with that. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It's sometimes, and those things can get lost really easily. You know, if your dog chews that and spits it out, great. But if, if your dog was to, to ingest that at all, that's gone in, in a second. Mm -hmm. It's really small. And just, and everything that we use, we have to we use okay. clean before it's used, if it's dirty. Um, and after they use it, I like to, to uh, get it clean too, to keep it sanitary for them. Yeah, no, that's really, I, we pretty much clean everything after we've used it. I'm very, you know, when you leave like kind of Kongs or, you know, people that leave Kongs around and they go a bit, a bit icky. I'm very much like the, the Kong is done. You're done playing with it. We're going to pick it up or any toy for that matter. Um, and they go straight into soaking. Yes. And, um, that's another thing I like about the busy no uh, noses toys is because I was a little nervous to wash them the first time, but it didn't destroy them at all. So they're very durable because I tend to wash a lot <laughs> for their toys. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose with children yeah. and, and lots of dogs, there's a lot of washing going on. Did I see, I think there were some other animals as well. Do you have other, other animals yes, besides dogs in the family? Hamlet, and we have three chickens, Hedwig, Pigeon, and Princess Leia, and um, we did have, <laughs> we did have rats, but they passed away. And, 
um, when the rats were alive, we did do a barn hunt with uh, Anakin. He loves that. Anything you can use his nose for, he loves that. And he would get along with the rats pretty good. Um, we also have cats, five cats. Uh, Dickens, he has one eye. <laughs> and then Jar Jar, oh he's the one that is blind in one eye. And then Spock, he's the oldest. He is a CH cat, so he kind of walks like he's drunk all the time. And then we have Sergeant uh, Tibbs mm-hmm. and... Who am I forgetting? <laughs> oh, Beetlejuice, my son's cat, and Baron. <laughs> you have a full house. I think I struggle sometimes with two dogs. I have two dogs and a cat. And my cat is, he's so easy. He's just the, I, we also, uh, sometimes we think that he's a little pathological because he has zero fear. He'll, he'll make friends with all the dogs in the neighborhood. He will walk up to any person. He's just, he's such a chill cat. But even I think like, oh, you know, I'd love to have a third dog. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, what would I, I just, I don't even know how I would do it. So <laughs> I commend you. You have about, you know, 10 times as many animals I have, uh, my as me. <laughs> like my kids, they have uh, their own cat. And I'm not sure if you saw the pictures, but like we have an entire wall just of cat enrichment so they can climb up and, You'll come in my house and you won't know I have cats because they're off doing something on the enrichment wall usually. Yeah. Yeah, no, cat enrichment is, there's a couple of groups on Facebook that I'm part of, which I think one of them is like feline enrichment or something. Um, And I have done, I actually, with, with Gomez, that's the cat, we, I created a cat castle for him when I moved into um, one of my previous homes. We just had some excess boxes. Um, So I created a cat castle and um, I tried to make some really in like interesting, intricate um, activity kind of feeders for him, but he ended up just, they were all out of cardboard and plastic and stuff. And he ended up just sleeping in it and crushing all the cardboard. And I was like, no, all my hard work. Um, he's very, he loves catnip. That's something that we've, we've discovered in the last couple of years. He never really had any interest in it. And now he is obsessed, like to the point that he just, he cannot fixate on anything more than this catnip whenever it comes out. So he's actually ruined quite a few toys that have had catnip in them. Um, which thankfully the pet store had taken back because within 24 hours he shredded it and it's just not, it's it's not tough enough for him. Um, but yeah, that's, that's quite a lot. I just, I, yeah, I would love to, I'd love to visit your house. (laughs) Just have all the animals, all the animals on me. Smother me, please. Are they all like kind of in, besides the, obviously the chickens and the, and the pig and stuff, are they... Um, they yes, all they're inside? all inside. Uh, we have a catio too that connects to two windows, so the cats, if it's not uh, too cold out, they they are in there too. So not um, they can't go in the yard. That is awesome. I have fence in yard, so the cats do go in the yard if somebody else is out there. But they're usually just indoor. Yeah. No, a catio is awesome. Such a great great thing for them to have that access, but. Do you do any training or any enrichment yes. with your with your pig He's as so well? Smart. He, um, I actually like he has a great recall, mm-hmm. and he sits on cue, and he loves to hoop, and he loves doing the enrichment too. We have a tumbo tugger, 
um, like a spring pole in the back and we'll put his food on it. Oh, yeah. He plays with that. And um, my uh, chicken princess, Leia, she actually likes to do tricks too. I have a small agility, agility course in the yard and she likes to do that. She'll actually follow and likes getting rewarded. <laughs> that is so much fun. Oh, it's so cute. No, I love that. <laughs> it's fun for everyone. Right. So thank you so much for joining me, uh, joining me, Jenny. It's been a really interesting talk. Um, is, do you have any final thoughts, anything that you wanted to kind of no, add, anything that we missed? You let me come on here to discuss merchant with you. Yeah, no, I've been, been following your page for a little while. Um, and I've noticed kind of, you know, like I said, some of the stuff that you've been bringing on has been really, really interesting. So it's, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, so before we kind of end, could you tell us where we can find you on, on social media? Do you have any websites, anything like that? Where, where can we get a hold of um, you I'm and all the great stuff Facebook that you're doing? Instagram, my Facebook is spot on enrichment and training ideas 101. And then my Instagram is uh, spot on enrichment ideas uh, 101. <laughs> <laughs> Very distinct. I'll put the links. I'll put the links in the in the bio as well. Um, and so I just have a few extra questions for you. And these are just you know, don't think about them too much. But um, if you were a dog, oh, what dog breed of dog would you be? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought that one, but <laughs> I just wanted to double check. Any reason why, I, or is it my just... <laughs> entire life? That's always been the breed that I loved, and. Um, when I was five, uh, my second um, dog that I ever had was a Dalmatian, and he was just great. And I just feel like I relate to them more. I'm energetic, <laughs> just like them, and I like to be active. Yeah. So I just feel like I relate more to Dalmatians, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, and have you read any um, good books lately? Lately, I just... Um, well, I just got a new book and I haven't read uh, now. It's the Canine Enrichment for the Real World. I haven't read that yet. It's by Alexander. Yes. No, that's good. I don't know if you um, if you follow Dog Minded, but they have a book group, and that is actually the book of of this month. It, are, is that something that you is that where you got um, it from? Or you just happened to get Zazie it at the Todd same time. Group? Is that the group? Yeah. No, no, from from oh, no, dog, the dog minded group. That. So no, just, dog minded. Get that on whim. Yeah. It's a double, <laughs> a double book group. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic. I've read it quite a while ago, and I've actually started. Why kind of it reminded me of the book, I suppose, um, and I've just been skimming through it again. And it is. I just love the way that it's it's laid out because from the kind of origin of it and how it progresses and it's, it's a fantastic book, really, really fantastic book. So um, you will, I think you'll really enjoy that one. Okay. Um, so this one's a little bit more, what do you hope to achieve I'm for just, dogs with um, your work? To get more of an idea about enrichments out there for people to work with their dogs. Um, and I just like to get um, about positive reinforcement. I like to get that out more as well. Yes, definitely. 
the more we can get that out there, the better. <laughs> a lot of times. Um, okay. What is your. A lot of times. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? I understand how I work with my animals and how they're so well behaved. When I tell them I don't use any uh, adversive tools, they just, it's hard for them to believe it. So I just like to get that out there with my page to show that, oh, look what you can do with positive rain. Right. Yes. Now I have that all the time, all the time. People comment to me on my dogs and, you know, they say like, oh, this will be well behaved. Or how do you get them to listen to you? And I'm like, food and toys. And I'm nice to them. <laughs> like, it's crazy. I mean, often I'll tell people, I don't even tell my dogs off. And they'll say, you don't like, no, or I, what I will do sometimes I'm a little bit guilty of doing this is when I'm out and my dog's or doing something, or even, you know, mundane, like coming back to me for the millionth time, I'll be like, good boy, well done, yay, you know, just kind of over the top, letting people know, like, praise your dog, it's, you know, it reward your dog, praise your dog, like, you are in a relationship together, this is, you know, you are a guardian for this being, there's no reason to use any force or, or fear with this dog, but yeah, yeah, I'm totally a hashtag positive reinforcement. Totally. <laughs> um, and finally, and most importantly, does pineapple oh belong on a pizza? Me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just, we're best friends now, Jenny. Uh, <laughs> right. So thank you so much again for joining me on the, on the chat. Um, I hope you've had a good time. And we will definitely be checking up with you again. Um, so hopefully people will start to, you know, kind of migrate more towards your page and, and see what you're doing because what you're doing is really thank great. So, so thank you again so much. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks guys for joining me for another episode of the Dog Logical Podcast. And if you'd like to find out more information about me or you want to work with me, you can find me at rplusdogs.com. And remember, if you'd like to ask a question, you can do so by using the link in the bio. This is a voicemail question, or if you're a little shy, you can email me at rplusdogstraining at gmail.com. Thanks again, guys, and I'll see you again soon.